0: So, higher, higher now our trends would be police abuse. Um, when I say police abuse, it's asking for uh, for bribes. It's asking for sexual favors, it's asking, it's actually driving sex workers in a in a van for hours without the intention of arresting them. It's pepper spraying sex workers in their vaginas, on their bodies. It's unlawful arrest, meaning that it's arrests that are non-procedural and most of the time sex workers are kept overnight with no intention for them to actually appear in court. And then you move forward to the raids that happen between clients and sex worker, unpaid labor that happens between client and sex workers. Physical violence is also included there. And then it's the general community in the form of discrimination and stigma. Sometimes it does turn violent as well, but it's the marginalization isolation of of, of sex workers just because of their occupation of being sex workers. The South African Law Reform Commission was given the task of actually comprising a report based on submissions done by the community in 2009. And till this date, the report has never come out. Deputy Minister John Jeffries at the AIDS conference indicated that the report had come to them because it's supposed to go to them. But then upon presentation to cabinet, it was taken back and it needs review. And he seemed to assume that what government is looking for is partial decriminalization where a client is actually criminalized and the sex worker is not. With a deviation kind of program where sex workers are put into other work opportunities or other skills building, which is not what we're lobbying for as sex workers in the the sex workers' education and public Task force in sex workers' education and advocacy task force in South Africa. We want total decriminalisation, where the oppressive and uh, violent laws are actually removed from sex workers' lives and the trade, and protective laws are put in place so that it becomes a trade like no other trade. Because we already believe that sex workers work like any other work. So in South Africa, right, sex work is criminalised, meaning the act of soliciting and being caught in the action of doing sex work. That is what is criminalized. It's not even illegal. It's criminalized. But then there is no sanction and there is no prescription of how the cases are supposed to be handled which then puts the pressure for police officials to try and arrest sex workers under the bylaws, whether it's loitering, whether they profile and use condoms as evidence, which basically means that there is no criminality in the act because they can never really find a person and say that because you're having sex with this person, it means that you have been paid for it and it means that you are now doing sex work. That is very hard to prove. I think with advocacy for the sex work industry it's always a step forward and a step back. So one day you have a victory and then the next day something there is a backlash. Like right now we have a victory with them that's okay. But then we might have a problem where in some other place sex workers get harassed more by the police. Because as much as we would like to say that the community understands there are people that really do want to leave their perspectives on normatives or how people are supposed to live their lives, and they bring this into their jobs, hence why the police keep on abusing and harassing sex workers. I wouldn't say, first of all, you must understand sex workers are not homogeneous. They're not one person. They do not have one personality. They do not have one classification of where they come from. They do not have one race. So as much, if you start understanding that, you'll understand Like, just like anybody. So for instance, let me try and put it into the nursing profession. Not everybody in the, in the nursing profession came for one piece. So let's put that in people's minds. Not everybody who's in sex work came for the same reason. Sex work is not a homogeneous act. It is not a homogeneous personality of a sex worker what a sex worker is supposed to be. A person might have a choice because they started domestic work and they realized that they were not earning much money and decided sex work is going to be better for them for provision for their, for their families. Another person might have started sex work because they did not find employment. They were educated, they got their diplomas, but they kept on looking for work where they were asked for experience and then just decided, okay, I'm going to go into the sex work trade. Another person might be pushed by the fact that a father of their children has left them and left them with 10 children and they need to support for their 10 children. And the best option is sex work at that time. People have different reasons. So the basic thing about the, the, about, uh, the constitution is that nobody should... The limitation, first of all, limitation is that nobody will be afforded a right that infringes on another person's rights, right? So basically all I'm saying to the community is that uh, people need to look at the way that they actually take other people's rights. Because if they started doing that, then they will not infringe on sex workers' rights because of their trade, they will understand that just as much as they are are actually privileged to hold a certain right within the constitutional book or within legislation, the sex worker has the same privilege. Nobody should be above another person just because of their trait. Basically, what I'm saying is that sex workers' rights are human rights. It's the same rights that you have. Sex workers are human beings, sex workers are mothers, brothers, cousins, Wives, lovers, they everything that you are, and there's no classification that can be put on a sex worker because it's anybody from your community who's just choosing to do sex work as a work. So we do community consciousness, which is what I'm currently doing, but it's also called media advocacy. We do awareness programs with the community. We do sensitization for the police officers and other different departments. We partner with different partners that give us. Uh, that can provide services for sex workers on the ground. We have creative spaces, which is a safe space for sex workers to come into and share their problems, share their views, give us the next steps that they would like to see in our programs. We also lobby officials in government, lower government, local and parliamentarian as well. The future. The, my hope for the future is that this year, first of all, ANC, Woman, all, ANC Women's League and ANC, they're going to, to go back to their policy. A few years back, the ANC Women's League had put decriminalization as a suggestion on their gender policy. We want them to take that back on. EFF as a party as well had at some point had a protection for sex workers and decriminalization because it's a trade. We want them to put that back on their constitution. We want the report, the select report, the South African Law Reform Commission's report to be released to the public for debate so that people can and we can finally actually realize this decriminalization that we've been fighting for for so many years. So we are happy to step forward in the justice system. It's It means that sex workers' deaths can now be dignified, and it means that government and the justice system can actually now give access to justice for sex workers' matters. It's a step forward. But we're not forgetting that we'll never get Nopila back and we're not forgetting that right now we're going to say her name and continue to remember and say the names of other sex workers until justice is actually delivered for all sex workers that have been murdered. And it means that now we're just crossing our fingers again that the sentence is is harsh. We don't want a sentence that is going to be, is going to be very lenient to Tetra because then it doesn't really set up. A, an example, but then there's no example that has been sent up for any gender-based violence in South Africa. So we should just, for a harsh sentence that he deserves for a brutal murder that he committed, and maybe compensation for the family, hey?